and welcome to Water Matters, a podcast from Euro where we answer your big water questions. Where does it come from? Where does it go to? And what happens to it in between? I'm your host, Caroline Green, and today I'm with Gilbert Nordenswan from Svensvatten in Sweden to discuss climate change and water. Gilbert, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hello, uh, Caroline. Uh, my name is Gilbert Nordenswan, as you mentioned. Uh, I'm a, a legal advisor in Swedish Water and Wastewater Association, and I have worked with climate change regulation in Sweden for a very long time. And it's great to be part of this pod. You're very welcome, Gilbert. It's great to chat to you today. Climate change is very evident in the news and in the world today. So climate is the average weather in a place over many years and climate change is a shift in these average conditions. We saw climate change in action over the summer with floods and fires across a lot of Europe and other years we've seen droughts, heatwaves and storms in places that they've not been common in before. But we, and we all know that we need to be more proactive to prepare for the growing scale of the fallout. The water sector must get involved in the local, regional, national crisis management and our operator's response needs to encompass both mitigation, so reducing the impact on water services, and adaptation, so becoming resilient to its effect. Climate change will have many direct and indirect effects on the quality and quantity of available water and will therefore impact on water services a lot. And our water service providers are not the only ones who have to be reacting. However, policymakers need to act now too. So Gilbert, how exactly does climate change impact on our water services? Well, first of all, climate change will result in more frequent or intense occurrences of events like droughts, heat waves or storms in more places and putting a lot of strain on water services. Uh, in times of droughts, service providers have less water available to them and sometimes they might have to reduce the service level as well. Mm-hmm. And finally, the storms and other, as we call them, intense rain events, put strain on the water services in another way by potentially overwhelming wastewater treatment plants or leading to flooding and contamination of water resources. Uh, so there are consequences for both the, the drinking water and the wastewater sides then? Yes. Uh, higher temperature in lakes and reservoirs leads to more evaporation and, and therefore less available water during hotter months. And less rain also causes water scarcity. And this can put significant pressure on water supplies and lead to higher concentrations of contaminants. Mm-hmm. And increased in temperatures also leads to more algae and waterborne pathogens that have to be removed in water treatment plants. And doesn't climate change mean more rain as well? Like how, how will more rain affect our water resources? Well, increased rainfall, usually during the winter, may improve water supply in some uh, regions. Uh, this can, however, result in short-term high concentration of pollutants in surface water and groundwater, as rains and floods can flush pollutant build up into receiving surface waters, which leads to the need for more treatment. And while additional rainfall can help to boost resources in plant places, we will have to adapt to an uncertain supply as reservoirs are not fully restored every year. And we will have to find alternative supplies in this case. And it means that drinking water has to compete with other uses of water, like from agriculture or industry, and even from, from domestic use for watering gardens. 
And changes in water supply may also cause drinking water operators uh, to have to go deeper into aquifers uh, to get water. Oh, okay. And but that's the the drinking water side. Does climate change have an effect on the wastewater side as well? Yes, um, higher temperatures also means trouble for the wastewater treatment. Hotter weather can increase the production of hydrogen sulfide, a gas in in sewer system, uh, increasing corrosion and odor. And more extreme weather events such as flooding will likely cause greater combined sewer outflows uh, and decrease the potential for excess water by to bypass wastewater treatment plants mm -hmm. in the event of storms or floods. And this means that water that hasn't been treated in wastewater treatment plants can enter rivers and other water bodies. And this can have negative impact on our health and in the environment, including contamination of drinking water sources and, of course, beach closures. Flooding can also cause damage to water treatment infrastructure and collection facilities, which reduces their efficiency. Ah, okay. But obviously, this is all going to impact on our water services and infrastructure. Like you just mentioned that flooding can, dam can cause damage to, to water treatment infrastructure. Um, so how, how does this impact on the, on the infrastructure? Well, water utilities have mostly been able to cope with them so far, but they will, be need, they will need to be more proactive as to be ready to deal with climate change. And this was already the case in 2017, with intense drought in parts of Europe, but especially during the spring and summer of 2018, when many parts of the con continent suffered from extended period of unusually hot weather and drought. It became clear that the water sector will have to get increasingly involved in crisis management. And uh, Gilbert, does the, the water sector, water operators, do they have solutions to, to the problems being posed by climate change? Well, there is no one-size-fits-all solution for climate change adaptation. Nature-based solutions are one path to increasing our, uh, our resilience, but working with nature will lead to or help to reduce the impact of climate change on our water services and increase the quality of life for everyone. So citizen in in initiatives, local, national and international legislation will also play a significant role in creating a resilient and flexible water sector. Okay, thanks Gilbert. But um, as we discussed, the time to act is now and as we are really seeing the consequences of climate change all around us. Yes, um, and we saw this during the summer here in Europe with the droughts across, Euro across parts of Europe as well as a couple of years ago. Climate change is a real threat and it will impact our water services. We have to act now in order to have safe, clean and reliable and affordable water in the future. Uh, so acting now is very important and adapting measures to mitigate climate change is to prefer compared to dealing with the consequences. So the water sector is the key in the climate change discussions and we are ready to accept the responsibilities in meeting the challenges it poses. So what are water operators actually doing to deal with the consequences of climate change? We're being very proactive and working with local and national policymakers 
to ensure that we all have enough clean and safe water services in the future. So managing the risks and crisis is fundamental to this. We also promote campaigns to encourage people to use less water. And this includes driving up of long-term water availability projects, uh, adapting and monitoring networks. Mm -hmm. We are also looking at integrated water resource management, uh, taking into account both the quality and the quantity uh, of the water supply. Uh, specifically, uh, for our drinking water, we are securing drinking water supply through special planning and water resources planning and approval uh, pr procedures, looking at how operators abstract, treat and manage networks. So adapting wells and pumping facilities to, challenge, um, to changing parameters uh, like falling reservoir water levels. Yeah, Gilbert, I'm aware of a campaign that you guys are running in Sweden at the moment about encouraging people to use their water more efficiently. Um, your colleagues have been in touch with me about this and um, I'm looking forward to, to its rollout. But um, I know that adaptation is key too. Yes, uh, we are adapting water treatment uh, to expected new or changed uh, raw water qualities changing our facilities and increasing the size of these to cope with the growing peak demands. Uh, many countries are also active, actively working to reduce leakage. And on the wastewater side, aren't operators analysing the climate change risk and putting in place risk management measures? Indeed. Uh, we also encourage separate sewage systems and or sustainable urban drainage systems, SUDs we call them, uh, in new developments and when possible. Uh, these control as source measures uh, reduce or attenuate stormwater discharges into piped sewage or storm water drainage systems, uh, reducing pressure on our wastewater treatment plants, which is very important. Yes, it is. Um, these reducing the pressure on our water services is vital. So we're also looking at green solutions provided by nature or working more in tune with nature. Yes, uh, solutions that combine grey and green measures are as such as sunken verges, swales, tree pits and water gardens uh, in open spaces and public areas and of course natural retention measures. According to ongoing studies we have, uh, for example in Sweden we, we are looking right now into this type of cost-effective systems. Mm -hmm. So this reduces the impact of flooding and uh, after heavy rains. Uh, and the use should be considered even in existing urban landscapes as we, we talk a lot about in Sweden as well. It's great that um, nature is providing a solution as well and if we harness the, the power of nature, if we work with, with nature, we might be able to do something about this. Um, Gilbert, how about water reuse? Is this an important key to mitigating climate change? Yes, more and more, I would say. Uh, water reuse is a great way to help mitigate climate change. Under the water reuse regulation, uh, new minimum requirements defined uh, will mean that reclaimed water can be used in agriculture and for irrigation while protecting human and environmental health. And by using re reused water, we can reduce the pressure of, 
on drinking water resources that are normally used for irrigation today. Mm. And water can also be a source of energy, is that right? Yes, and uh, we are actively working to increase the energy efficiency of our water treatment operations. Uh, so it is possible to generate energy from water treatment plants and therefore reduce our carbon footprint. Wastewater treatment plants, once seen as energy intensive, are more and more considered to be as sources uh, for renewable and reusable materials such as reclaimed water, energy, heat and nutrients, including phosphorus. The production of green energy uh, through sludge digestion is could be improved by promoting local partnerships from reusing solid waste uh, to working with energy companies, farmers, households uh, and removing barriers to innovation. So as you can see the water sector is working towards meeting the EU climate goals. There are many ways that we can do this but uh, we have to work with many stakeholders at, at all levels. Great, Gilbert, thank you very much for, for that, for telling us about water and climate change. It's clear that climate change is a real threat to our water resources that we all depend on, and the water services sector has the potential to play a vital role in global warming and adaptation. We cannot act alone, however. We have to have the support of industry, consumers and governments in order to, to face our future in a holistic way. You are most uh, welcome, Caroline. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And that's it for the second season of Water Matters. Thank you for listening. And don't forget that you can follow us on Twitter at Euro and ask us your water questions there. That's at E-U-R-E-A-U or visit us at our website at euro.org.